Well, I want you to, uh, to get this picture of me. So, I step out of the hotel where I'm staying on 3rd Avenue. Beg your pardon? Yeah. In my flash coat that I had, yeah. And I cross 3rd Avenue onto 52nd Street, as you do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I went down 52nd Street and crossed 2nd Avenue. I'm all over the New York City grid, by the way. I can almost recite all the streets by name now. And then I went down on 2nd Avenue until I got to 46th Street. I know. I'm mesmerising you with my information, aren't I? And then I had to turn left again to head down to 1st Avenue where I then entered the United Nations Plaza again, as you do. And I had my lanyard with my, um, my VIP pass, yes. My temporary, it's only temporary, I can't go back apparently, uh, and get in. But you have to go through security and they check your bags. And so, and then I headed in. I headed in with this group of my friends into the United Nations General Assembly Room. I forgot to get the photo. I was going to get a photo of it up there for you that I took. Now, it's a very grand space, as you'd imagine it is, a bit circular, and there were hundreds and hundreds of people sitting in here, in there that night, in the United Nations General Assembly area. And it's set up a bit like, it looks like a courtroom, and there's a back sort of a part where a whole lot of people can sit, and then there's a place where just one person sits. So I gather that's where the Secretary to the United Nations sits. They weren't there that night. But it's set up a bit like a courtroom. And we were sitting in these, all these chairs, looking up onto this. And that night, I, it was probably the highlight of my time away. And... Um, uh, I'm sitting there in this area and three women got up to tell their story. Um, the other woman that spoke, the fourth woman, was Ashley Judd. You know the actress who was in Double Jeopardy? She spoke that night. Um, very, actually, she recited the serenity prayer and said that it's a prayer that she often recites, she often speaks of. But three women that night told their story. And as I was listening to them, I, it came and it looked like they were up in this courtroom. I was thinking of the phrase, I swear to tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth. So help me God. And here were these three women. They were beautiful, articulate, strong, courageous women who spoke of horrific, unimaginable awful situations that they had lived through and as I look back on those three stories I realized that each of them those situations had happened with the knowledge or by the act of a family member now that is quite overwhelming to consider the absolute horrific unimaginable things and all of it 
was either with the knowledge of or by the act of a family member. The whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help me God. But you know, what I didn't hear that night in those three women's stories was I didn't hear self-pity. I didn't hear blaming or shaming. And remarkably, I didn't hear despair. And I didn't hear a spirit of fear. I heard, I'm telling my truth. I'm telling my truth. I heard courage. I heard hope. And I heard three women who had decided to make a stand in order that others wouldn't have to endure what they had. It was the whole story, nothing but the whole story. One was a woman who, at a very early age, at about 11, was betrothed to a man in his late 20s, lived in a country where that is common practice. Her father gave her to this man and she spoke of the journey she took through that. The second woman spoke of living in a country where male babies are given preference and women babies, girl babies, are discarded and thought of as nothing. The third woman spoke of female genital mutilation at a young age, 10 or 11. Horrific, unimaginable, awful. It was the whole story, nothing but the whole story. That's important, isn't it? That somewhere along the way, we tell the whole story. That someone knows, someone's heard our whole story. Not the world doesn't have to hear it but someone needs to hear it. Now I believe that the word of God, the Bible, encourages us to tell our whole story. But it's not just about telling the awful bits, the parts that have defeated us, the parts, uh, we're not to just speak of the sorrow or the loss or the disease. We don't just share the parts where all seems lost. We've also got to tell the complete story. And I guess that's what I love about TNC, because while it is a place where we can share those awful bits, I think it's also a place where we celebrate the completeness of our story, that God has come to us in our defeat, and he's lifted us up, that we tell the whole story that somewhere, someone came along to support us at that time of sorrow or loss or disease that we've learned from the Bible that there is hope and that we've felt it, that we tell the story that even on our worst days, we've stepped up and we've stepped into what God has called us to. We've got to tell the complete story, that yes, while we're not sure what lies ahead, we're trusting in God that he does know what lies ahead and he promises to be there every step of the way because the word of God actually sets up the whole story. 
The Bible I read doesn't gloss over the hard bits. It doesn't set us up to think that life will always be rosy because it won't be. The Word of God speaks in these place in its place about things about life from death and water from a stone and redemption from failure and connection where once there was alienation and hope from despair and healing from disease and purpose where there was only apathy. Because we believe in a God who makes all things new. He completes the story. He helps us to not only see the despair, but also to see the new thing that he is, he is doing. Don't forget this. In the season where it's hard, don't just tell that story. Because if we do, if we only ever tell the story of defeat, the story of failure, the story of disease or apathy or, or death, then we're, we're often living, we're letting ourselves stay in a season of self-indulgence, fear and, well, sometimes whining. The story is incomplete if that's all we tell. Let's tell the whole story. And, you know, that's what I heard from those three women that day. I heard a whole story. I didn't just hear women who got up and just told about the problem. I heard three women who wanted to be part of the solution. I heard three women speak about hope that came to them. I heard women speak about people who they could turn to and find for support. They told a whole story and we need to as well. You know, the scriptures have verses in them like that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's the whole story. If we just dwell on the fact that we're all just sinners, well, that's a story of defeat. But that's, we don't live like that. We don't have to live like that. We tell the complete story that it was while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And what about this one? I consider that our present sufferings, they're not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. That's the complete story. Yes, there's suffering. Yes, there's struggle. But let's tell the whole story because that won't compare to what God will reveal. And then there's Hebrews 12 that says, we fix our eyes on Jesus. And here's where Jesus exemplified the complete story. Who for the joy set before him endured the cross. He didn't just endure the cross. He endured the cross for the joy set before him, that he knew he was doing the will of God. He fixed, we need to fix our eyes on Jesus. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And then there's 2 Corinthians 5.21. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. That's a complete story. That's not just telling us part of the problem. It's telling us a complete story. And then there's Romans 8.35. Can anything separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who saved us. That's the complete story. 
It's not just talking about persecution and hardship and danger or calamity. It's saying, yes, that will come, but there's a complete story that we can tell. And let's tell that, that we are more than conquerors through him who saved us. Wow. The whole story. Nothing but the whole story. Thank you, God. I don't know where each of us is tonight. What's your story? What do people hear when they hear you tell your story? What do you share? What do you speak of? Are you in a place where all you can see is the despair? Or do you see the completeness of what Jesus does that he brings into that story? One of hope. One of purpose. One of peace. I'm going to get the band to come up. And in these few moments that we have at the end of TNC tonight, they're moments really for us to sit before God and say, God, I need you in my story. I need you to bring the completeness into it because by myself I can, I can wallow in what my story is. But with you, you bring it to completeness. You bring the dimension into it that brings hope, that helps me to see purpose in what's happening, that helps me to see that you can make me more than a conqueror. And we sang the song before, Oh, praise the name of Jesus. I wonder if the piano could just introduce us to that chorus, Oh, praise the name of Jesus, and if the words will come up. Because can it be that in our praise tonight, that in our coming before God, we can, we can actually come before Him with who we are, with what's happening for us, with what our story is. But be reminded that Jesus is the one who can complete that story and can help us to say that we are more than conquerors. Because nothing, nothing God's Word says can ever separate us from the love of God. No hardship, no trouble, no calamity, no disease. No hunger, no danger. Nothing can separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. He is the completer to your story. And he wants to come to each of us tonight and say, will you accept me? Will you say that I am part of your life, that I'm the completer of your life, that I'm the one who brings all the pieces together? and makes it something beautiful. The whole story, nothing but the whole story. Let's close our eyes. Just as we listen to the piano, just playing that, that little chorus, I praise the name of Jesus. If the words can come up for that chorus. Let's just sit here before the Lord. moments are moments when uh, you know it might have been many years since you've you've stepped out and said God here I am this is me this is my story but I don't want it to be just this it might be yesterday when you last did that but it might be a long time ago 
maybe the Lord is saying to you, it's time that you, you allowed me back into your life. That I am the perfecter of your faith. And we have at the front our mercy seat, our place of prayer. Or you might want to go and find someone to sit with and ask them to pray for you. You might want to come and stand with me. These are moments of of commitment, of allowing, of allowing God to enter our story, whatever that looks like, and to bring about what He wants to do, to complete our picture, to complete our story, and to make it something that radiates Himself and His beauty. Let's just quietly, first of all, just sing this song. I praise the name of the Lord our God.